Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You will be heard. So will I. He can't run from them. We have to learn to handle those hurts. Look at this verse. Why would Paul write this verse? Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to the building up of one another. Why would Paul write that? Because there was always division in all the churches. Why is there division in churches of believers? Because we're imperfect people. As Christ followers, we're known more for judging than our loving. We're known for pointing fingers instead of offering helping hands. We can be so caught up in not being of the world that we separate ourselves and build walls between ourselves and the ones we're called to reach. It all comes down to each one of us loving the people God places in our path each day. It's not just the preacher's job to do this. It's every Christ follower's job. Jesus hung out with lepers, prostitutes, and the worst sinners because those were the ones who needed his love the most. Pastor Mark challenges us to do what Jesus did, do the same. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 for our continuing study entitled, Loving others proves we know God. You've seen this if you've been here at all in the last four or five years, but I want you to see it again and remind yourself of this. Marriage is a threesome. If you're a believer tonight and you're married to another believer, praise the Lord. Can I say to you kindly as you look at this, there should never be a reason for you to divorce. Because you have God. He's the head. Now that doesn't mean that you can do everything right and the other person won't and decides to walk out and, and go into sin or whatever. I understand that. Of course you can't stop that. But two people serving God and in love with God, there's never a reason for a divorce. And yet our churches are filled with it. It's because we forget we have God living in us. And we're a threesome. Marriage is God designed, not the Supreme Court. God designed, God directed, and God empowered. It's God designed, it's God directed, and it's God empowered. Now, how do you know it's directed and empowered? Because I have the Holy Spirit in me, and the Holy Spirit directs me. I'm led by the Spirit, and I'm empowered by the Spirit. Where do I get in trouble? When I leak spiritually, and I'm no longer under the influence of the power of the Spirit of God. See, love is a verb. You can say lots of nice things, but that's where all this happens. See, if we're going to do marriage right, we have to understand 
This is a statement. I used to do lots of premaritals. I don't do a lot of premaritals anymore. I do meet every couple that's going to be good married, and all the other pastors do a great job of the premarital teaching and so forth. But I want you to write this down. If you've never seen it, you need to write it down and put it somewhere if you're married or if you're getting ready to get married, or even if you're divorced. Divorce isn't the unpardonable sin. You can start again. God can heal that. You can begin again, and you can do it right. So I want you to write this down at all of our campuses. Marriage is a lifetime commitment to an imperfect person. It will never change. Imperfect person. Why? Because that's who you are, and that's who I am. That's what causes our problems. And I want to say one thing to you. When I was a young man, my dad taught me this. He said, there's lots of things worse than death. I never really understood what he was talking about. And I said, what do you mean, Dad? He said, a bad marriage. And those of you that are struggling tonight in your marriage, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's death every day. But see, we're supposed to enjoy the bride of our youth. Marriage should have joy in it. And that comes back by walking in the light. Remember? Clarity, freedom, joy. Struggles? Absolutely. Why? Two imperfect people. As you think about that, could I ask you tonight just to think about your own marriage? It's hard work. We need to celebrate it together. When you walk into your home, is there a smell of celebration? If there's any place in our world that should be a place of peace, it should be our home. How can that be? God. God. Number two, the second difficult place is the church. The church. All through the New Testament, we see the benefits of God's design for the church. I don't know how many there are tonight. I should look up the figure, but you wouldn't care if I figured any. 450,000 denominations in the world or whatever. How did it start? (laughs) With one. With one. And as you watch the New Testament church, Satan always came against it. As it succeeded, Satan came against it. Then there was division. And when there's division in a church, the mission stops. Read Acts chapter 6. I don't have time tonight. When you see division in the church, ministry stopped. The soon as the ministry, that division was solved with wisdom from the Holy Spirit, the church exploded again. Now, I have to say to you, some of you are new, we're 21 years into this. And of course, people move and go and change churches and whatever, but we've never really had any kind of even a semblance of a church split. Why? That's because of the glory of God. Because we know how to keep the main thing the main thing. But the enemy is always lurking. I've been doing church when I was old enough to understand what was happening, more than 50 years, and my dad was a pastor, I've seen some of the most horrible things happen in the name of God. You wouldn't even want to think about them tonight. And they came from good people. So when we see the church, God designed the church for one reason. So you would not do life alone. 
You've heard me say that. That's why you have to get in a community group. You have to come with somebody. So there's accountability. There's all kinds. We were never to do the, the a life alone. We're, we're a family. And we learn to love God and love those people next to you. And we do that by the teaching of the Word of God. The key word in the church, in the New Testament and today, is this word, together. They studied together, they worshiped together, they served together, they celebrated together, they ate together, they prayed together, and they even suffered together. You see, God designed the church to function in unity. Think about this. We have the same Savior, we have the same God, and we have the same Holy Spirit. How could you get more than one? Ephesians chapter 4 talks about all this unity that we have. But Satan hates unity. God loves to unite. Satan loves to divide. And one key way to divide is hurts. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in a minute at all our campuses for a reason. How many of you know a person that used to attend church on a real regular basis, they had a walk with God, but somehow they got hurt by the church, by a person, by something, maybe justified, unjustified. They got hurt, and they no longer go to church. Now, I want you to stop for a moment. The picture I have almost makes me cry. Now, what if every one of those persons would come back and we could get that solved? We'd have to build new buildings instantly. This is not unbelievers that know nothing about God. These are people that used to be in the family, but Satan used a hurt to destroy their life. What are they in? Darkness, confusion, absolutely no joy. Why? Maybe justified or unjustified. But even if it's justified, you can't allow that to move you away from God. Jesus on the cross. Father, forgive them wasn't justified. You can't let that. You will be hurt. So will I. He can't run from them. We have to learn to handle those hurts. Look at this verse. Why would Paul write this verse? Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to the building up of one another. Why would Paul write that? Because there was always division in all the churches. Why is there division in churches of believers? Because we're imperfect people. But I have, I have a role model of Jesus. And number two, I have the Holy Spirit in me who convicts me when I'm going that way. And maybe even here tonight at Melbourne or Sebastian or Vieira, you're hurting right now. You're out of fellowship with another believer. Doesn't even have to be this body. You're just out of fellowship with them. Maybe even in your own marriage. To enjoy life, we can't run from those. We can't drop out. We have to learn to handle those hurts. We have to learn to forgive and humble ourselves and put God and others first and then live in freedom. See, it will cost you to love other people. Now remember, the church is imperfect. But we have a perfect God. The church is imperfect because we're filled with people. But we have a perfect God. Say it with me. Hurt people often hurt people. Say it with me. Hurt people often hurt people. Then I want you to say this next one. Take a look. Say it with me. Forgiven people forgive people. Forgiven people forgive 
people. Pastor Mark, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Absolutely you can. Because when God commands something, he enables us to do it. I can't humble myself to do that. Yes, you can. If you can't humble yourself, you still get pride. But I wasn't at fault. Go to Matthew 18. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean you're going to be best friends. But you have to resolve these things. Now look at Ephesians chapter 4. Instead, be kind to each other. Kind is love. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another. What's the role model? Just as God through Christ has forgiven who? Me. How did you become a Christian tonight? Because God forgave you. Did you deserve it? Say no. (laughs) No, you didn't. I didn't deserve it either. Then he says this. Imitate God. That was our point number one tonight. Therefore, in everything you do, because you're his dear children. Real forgiveness always starts with God. God, forgive me. I'm hurt. I need your help. I need your strength. I want to go and ask this person. I want to get it resolved. Even if they won't resolve it, I'm going to do my part, God. I'm I'm tired of living with this anger and bitterness and hurt. I'm going to do it. You see, life is too short to live in unforgiveness. You and I need to get back to real walking in the light, loving others, clarity, freedom, joy, stumbling. Why is it so important, though? Why would Jesus put such a importance of believers in churches, in marriages, in life, flowing with other believers. Why is it so important? Here's our answer. Jesus gives us to it. Look at John chapter 13, 35. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. Well, how will they know I'm a disciple of Christ? If you love what another. Is that amazing? That goes back to John chapter 17. See, when the unbelieving world sees imperfect Christ followers. Oh, by the way, do you think the world knows you're imperfect? Yeah, but they like to point that out, don't they? They love to point out. Yeah, Christian, you do that. Now, I, if I wasn't a Christian, I'd put my finger right back, but you can't do that. See, I know it. That's right. But I'm working on it. I'm getting better. I still sin, but I sin. Then you can't turn to them and go, how about you? Because they don't get it. They don't get it. But see, when the, when the unbelieving world sees imperfect Christ followers, imperfect marriages, and imperfect churches, and yet as they look, as they look, there's health and there's love. And when the, when the unbelieving world sees us, watch this, when the unbelieving world sees us, they sit up and take notice. Because there's so little unity and love in our world. If you ever watch the news stuff at night, doesn't it abs- absolutely drive you crazy? These all these people for two hours. And when you got done, what'd you hear? I don't really know. But everybody hates everybody, but nothing was solved. Have another commercial. Thank you. Are we idiots or what? Say yes, we are. By the way, don't, don't ever say, Pastor Margaret can't sleep at night. Hello. Don't watch that. No wonder you can't sleep at night. I was just throwing in this extra. Okay. When other believers see that we love one another, 
That we live in forgiveness, that we're humble, not prideful, that we build up one another, we don't tear down one another. It's proof that we're disciples of Jesus. You see, by living in forgiveness and standing united, we are light to unbelievers who are stumbling through their whole life in the dark. And I just want to say thank you tonight for your maturity because you're loving, inviting people. We have a church filled with imperfect people, starting with the pastor and his wife in their marriage. It's imperfect. But we love God, and we have a perfect God. And we're here trying to say to the world, come on, you can do it. We're changing. We're loving. Yeah, sometimes we have to, you know, knock it down, and we we settle it out. But God's working at us. We are changing. We're soft in heart. And I want you to write this down because Jesus said it and we don't get it. And and I'm afraid tonight that's why much of the world doesn't come into our churches. Look at this. Loving other Christ followers is the distinguishing characteristic of a disciple. Lord, help us. We're one big family around this world. And if you get so narrow... That if it's not Calvary Chapel, it's our park. I moved away and I couldn't find a Calvary Chapel. There's no churches to go to. Lord, help you. Is there a pastor that reads the Bible? Go there. Come on. This is not like this private club. He died for the world, guys. And I want to say thank you because you're not like that. You get it. You understand it. There's not divisions of, I mean, always, there's all the questions and stuff. I don't mind any of those kind of things. But you're not divisive. You're wonderful. Now, Pastor Mark, you said there was three reasons. Number one, Jesus is a role model. Look, see how he handles division. We just saw that. He teaches. That's what I'm doing. Number two, we have the Holy Spirit who convicts us. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you crossing the street for? Okay. You shouldn't have said that to your spouse. You're right. Okay? Number three, write it down. Christ followers can love others because we continue to experience God's love. The reason I can extend love to you as an imperfect person and forgiveness to you, even though maybe you hurt me, is because I'm being loved by God right now. I'm being forgiven by God right now. Every one of us can love imperfect people Because of who God is and what he's done. God's love never fails. Listen to this. Let me tell you what's going to happen at the end of the service. I want to read you a list of things that God does for you. I want to read you a list. I don't want anybody moving from any campus. Because at the end we're going to stand and we're going to experience God's love. Because you're going to sing just one song to him. And I just want to say this. If you're here... And you've never turned your life over to God? Some of you might be saying, I'm not sure I want to join this like club here with these people. They're imperfect. Hey, so are you. But we have forgiveness and joy and peace. And we have God living inside us. You can have it and you can start tonight at our campus at the end of the service. I'll be down here. Every pastor be down front. You come and say, Pastor Mark, I want... I want God to live inside me, that God that's perfect. Or some of you, for sure, have walked away from God because you got hurt. You come back and make a rededication tonight. So here's what's going to happen. In a moment, the bands are going to come. They're going to be playing at every campus. I want to celebrate what we have here. And we have a 
great family of people that are imperfect, but a great God that needs to be worshipped. And I want you not just to say the words, I want you to begin to experience that worship. So let me read some things to you, and this will cause you to begin thinking about it. We can love others because God loved us first. You didn't find God. God found you. In fact, before we knew about God, Jesus died for my sins. There is no one else in the universe who loves us that way. You can't find anybody that loves you like that. When I get up every morning, God's mercies are brand new. How can I not be grateful and kind then to other imperfect people, including my spouse or my kids? I'm given his peace that sustains me through confusing and difficult seasons of life. Those of you that are going through difficult things tonight, you're a believer, you have his peace. No drug can give you that. No human counselor can give you that. Only the Prince of Peace can give you that. God is faithful. He never fails. No one else in our life can say that. There's no one that's going to be faithful to you like God. God sent his Holy Spirit to live inside of us, enabling me to love all people, messy people, imperfect people. We can love God. We can love others because God is Do you understand tonight that God is right here now, present at all of our campuses? But he's not only present, he's active. He's speaking to you. He's giving his love to you. He's speaking encouragement to you. He's giving you hope in your heart. And we are forgiven by God. We don't deserve it. God honors us with the guarantee of going to heaven. How awesome is that? In response to God's love, in a moment, we're going to stand and worship. I want to read the first little part of the song that you're going to be singing. And I want you to focus on anybody else. I don't want you to think about anybody else. You may be the first time you've ever been here tonight, but you were made to worship, and worship comes from your heart. Listen to, listen to the verse. Who are we that you would be mindful of us? Seven billion people in the world. Tons of them. No scripture. And here we are. Who are you, God, that you would be mindful of us? How did you get here? I don't know. What do you see, God, that's worth looking our way? You say, well, I have a lot to offer God. Really? No, you have nothing to offer God except yourself, and that's all he wants. We are free in ways we never should be by sweet release from the grip of these chains. Like hinges straining from the weight, my heart can no longer keep from singing. And that's what we're going to do. Did you know that you're imperfect? (laughs) So is every person around you. Pastor Mark reminded us that we're a church full of imperfect people. But we're all in the process of changing to be more like God. Loving other Christ followers is the distinguishing character of a disciple. This is the greatest commandment from God. We should focus on the unifying truth of the love 
instead of looking at our differences. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will tell us that everything we are connects back to the Word of God. It comes from God, but man wrote it. He will tell us that the Bible is very useful for teaching, reproof, correction, and instruction. The Bible can be seen as an all-inclusive manual as to how to do this thing we call life. Pastor Mark will tell us that we have it in front of us. We just have to read it and do it. It's that simple. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of 1 John. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear Your lesson